big ass fibroids. Mad black people have fibroids and not enough of us are talking about it. I talk about my experience with fibroid surgery and reproductive health challenges. Then we tear the good cop bad apples theory to shreds. And we put on our square toe shoes and drag the 2000s from the windows to the walls. It's tea with Queen and Jay. Drink up. What's up? Nothing. What's up? How are you doing over there? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've had a good week and whatnot. How are you doing? I am doing well. It's been Mondaying today. Oh, Monday has been Mondaying? Yeah, my Monday's been Mondaying. Nope, not for any reason in particular. Just, you know, I was resting all weekend and it was like, you mm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'll get through it. I feel you. I found out that my mother is anti-black this weekend. What? Dramatic. What happened? Dramatic. What happened? Uh, we're planning a birthday party mm-hmm. and we're going over music. And we found out that she doesn't want to whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. We're planning her birthday party. Yes. Right? Which is going to be an outdoor event. Yes. Smaller gathering outdoor. Not a cookout, but food outside in the backyard. Right? Yes. She's got a, a backyard now. And we're planning the music and she doesn't want to whoa, whoa, whoa. Right? So I'm like, you know, she wants to hear gospel. So I'm thinking like, okay, gospel brunch music which is a a mixture gospel brunch is like a mixture a good mixture of gospel and secular music and of course at some point you're gonna whoa whoa with frankie beverly and Mays. you're gonna whoa whoa yeah i don't know how i feel about your mother not wanting to whoa 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 like how do you not want to do that with other black people in unison that is pretty anti-black she specifically said nah i don't want to do that i don't want to whoa whoa she, she <laughs> imitated the whoa whoa she said she doesn't want to whoa whoa, whoa with other people she doesn't want to whoa 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 she doesn't want to do it she doesn't want to do deep. it and and i mean to be fair to be yeah. fair, my stepfather does play with several different bands. And so I'm sure she's been to all different events. And every weekend she's looking at a bunch of black people go, or, or joining, <laughs> participating in a whoa, whoa. Right. But yeah, me and my sister were on a Zoom call. Like this is a this is a revelation that we did not expect. Wow. Who doesn't want a whoa, whoa? I don't know. What's going on? I got to check on my mom now. You made me feel like I have to check on my mom and um, see where she is on her anti-blackness scale. Because that one. It's a lot. It's a lot. She for real. She was like, and then everybody of all ages, grandma's getting up. Whoa, whoa. Kids are so getting up. So she don't up, want inter- whoa, whoa. intergenerational Everybody fun? getting up. Whoa, whoa. Wow. She don't want. She's sick of the whoa, whoa. She's annoyed <laughs> by it. She's over it. She don't want a whoa, whoa. So, yeah. So that's something new that I learned about my mom. I didn't expect it. It caught me off guard. I'm glad she told us because we was definitely going to whoa, whoa. Okay? I would have We was ass- going to whoa, whoa all up and down in that grass. Okay? Wow. No whoa, whoa. Yeah. So we got to find another unifying, unifying thing, you know, to do. So. She doesn't want to. Before I let you go. Go. Whoa, whoa. She don't want to. She don't want to. All of that is one word. All of that is go. (laughs) It is. Oh, it's it auto types in my phone now. Like I could I could text you a whoa whoa right now and don't have to type it out. I know all I gotta do is hit W W H O. It's gonna auto prompt me to whoa whoa because I've been texting about it all day. Okay, it's shocking. How do you feel? Are you okay about the anti blackness of the no whoa whoa? Yeah, that's. I mean. 
I think that I will say it's cute to learn things about your like little idiosyncrasies about your parents because at a certain age you think you know everything about them yeah. and then they hit you with the anti-black no whoa whoa yeah so so I'm getting through it I'm getting through it my phone now auto types whoa whoa which is an advantage that's a plus that's a plus because <laughs> I had to figure out how to spell that to tell this story and now it's in my phone forever you know I might change my Twitter name to whoa whoa. Who knows? They got chance to know. Whoa, whoa. No, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, whoa, whoa. It's tragic. It's tragic. <laughs> Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen and Jay. And if you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast, use our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ. We love when you use it on all of the social meds. We also love when you use the hashtag Podden, and that allows other folks on that hashtag to find T with Queen and J. You should already be following us on the social meds, but if you are not, we are forgiven and we are giving you the opportunity to do that now. We are on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. We are also on Facebook and Tubler, follow us on those as well. We really, really love to hear from you. You can send us T-mail at twithqueenandj at tmail.com. You can send us your questions, comments, feedback, silly things, serious things, all of the things. Send us via T-mail. Once again, twithqueenandj at gmail.com. That's right. Every week we pour libations for the people, places, and things, giving us black ass, black joy. Queen, what are you pouring libations for this week? I'm actually pouring libations for myself. I'm libating Mm -hmm. myself because I finally got it together and hired someone to professionally clean my apartment. And I'm proud of myself and I'm happy with myself. And I didn't have apprehension about doing it. I always was for it. I was happy when you did it for yourself, Jay. I'm happy when I hear about other people outsourcing stuff. I'm always congratulatory for it, but I just never like did it. And I finally on a whim was just in the house and just did it. Like didn't think about it and just did it. Yes. And then when they came Saturday and they cleaned up my apartment, it was just so clean, cleaner than I would clean it. And I'm pretty like into cleaning. I don't like to, but when I'm doing it, I do it pretty thorough. Right. And I'm like, shit is sparkling that I don't even know could have the potential to sparkle. Like, mm-hmm. what? I never clean my microwave this clean. Like, I be cleaning it a lot, and this is, like, different. So um, I'm going to pour libations to myself and also to the person who cleaned my house, Saul, you're a real one. And, yeah, this is a new chapter of my life and outsourcing certain things so I can have more time for myself. And, yeah, I'm proud of me. Really, really proud. I love it. Yes. I love it. Congratulations. That's beautiful. Thank you. What are you pouring whoa, like? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um... What are you pouring libations for, girl? I'm pouring libations for myself because a long time ago, I affirmed that I was going to finish my podcast project that I had been trying to finish since freaking March. And I just finished it just now. I was yeah. in um, IFP's Made in New York podcast cohort or Go- it's the Gotham now. So I was in that cohort for podcasting just to learn just more shit. Yeah. I know a lot of shit. I wanted to learn more shit. I wanted to talk to other people about that shit. Yep. And yeah, so I got accepted to that cohort. I did the cohort. I finished my podcast project. I'm glad to have it behind me. It was weighing over my head. I don't know if anyone else here is a hand in their paper late kind of bitch, mm-hmm. but I I have traditionally been that bitch and it's annoying to have a project hanging over your head. Yeah. So I'm glad I got it done. It was challenging to do this during a pandemic. 
it was challenging to do that whole course in the pandemic. It was time consuming. So all of that contributed to it not being done immediately. But I finished that shit and I'll probably share with y'all at some point. Um, So yeah, 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 yeah. So my patience to myself for that. And was that it? Yeah. And like, you know, I'm just awesome. I thought I had other stuff on my libations list, but I'll just add that I'm fucking awesome. I like it. I fucks with that. Mm-hmm. Queen, can you tell folks how they can support Tea with Queen and Jay podcast? Yes, I can. But as always, we want you to take care of yourself first. And this podcast runs on your support. So there are ways that you can donate to Tea with Queen and Jay. You can go to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com, slide down on our homepage, and there is where we have two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option, where you can donate any amount at any time. And our second option is our Patreon options, where we ask for a monthly commitment of $2 a month. $2. You can give more or less, and we will appreciate that shit and give you a bonus episode every month. We also like it when you share this podcast on social media, tell a friend, and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. All of that helps Tea with Queen and Jay grow. And we also like to say thank you to everyone who has reviewed us already on Apple Podcasts. Read all those reviews and we appreciate every single one of them. If you have not done that yet, please leave us a five-star review. Say some great things about us. We love that and thank you in advance. That's right. If you would like to sponsor us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and Jay podcast or see it on social media, email us at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak virtually at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, dismantling white supremacy in the workplace, womanism, black feminism, podcasting, or some other shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast. Or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team, send us your T-mail at twithqueenandj at gmail.com. We got some donation libations this week. Queen, can you tell us who our new Patreon subscribers are? Yes, we have Alana, Darrell, JJ, Taisha, and Sable up their pledge. And they said, hey, Queen and Jay, I just want to thank you for unknowingly being a big part of my spiritual and healing journey. It is because of you two that I got introduced to the Black Baddie Brigade. Sorry if I spelled that wrong. You spelled it right. I don't know how to spell, so you did. Especially a little juju podcast. I really appreciate and am overjoyed to have found all of the bbb podcasts listening to you all lets me know i can find community sorry if this is vague i'm a person that types the way i speak and i'm trying hard not to tell y'all my whole life story so once again thank you to my two big sis womanist race nerds yes thank you so much sable we appreciate that and thank you again to everybody who's supporting us on patreon we dropped a new bonus episode on the patreon this week so it's there now we talked about all kind of shit we talked about some usher bucks we talked about that teen vogue situation where the editor was let go for saying wild shit on twitter we talked about the nyc mayoral candidates talked about janet jackson we talked about all kind of shit what (laughs) i was ad-libbing everything thank you everything you said was trash janet jackson not trash <laughs> but it was a super fun episode. I really love our Patreon episodes. We're a little bit more relaxed. We're a little bit more ridiculous. So definitely check that out on the Patreon. We also got PayPal donations from Angela, who says, Thank you for your vital work. Thank you so much, Angela. And from Nicole, who says, This is toward our $1.4 million house fund. Ew. Thank you. Be Thank you so much. We are manifesting home that is spacious and enough 
okay? With a treehouse on the ground. Open <laughs> with a treehouse <laughs> and grass around it and space for cars and space to put a pool if we feel like we want to build one, okay? Yes. That's where we're manifesting that shit. Two of them because we don't live together. So two of those things. So thank you so much to all of you for helping support Tea with Queen and Jay podcast. Queen, are you ready to get into the motherfucking show? I definitely am. Alright, Queen, what kind of tea are you drinking? I am drinking a chai. It's really, really good chai tea. What kind of tea are you drinking today? I am on my honey lavender. Mm. Bullshit. It's just chamomile tea with honey lavender and other stuff in it. So I was trying to drink something. I really do. I like the dark teas. I like the dark teas, but they're highly caffeinated. So I'm trying not to be all caffeinated late at night. So yeah, they're good. They're the best teas. What are your pronouns? She, her. What are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I am affirming continued outsourcing of things I don't enjoy doing. If I Ah. can outsource doing something. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to just, that's, that's, right. that's the life I'm living. And that's what I'm affirming for myself. What are you affirming Love for it. yourself this week, Jay? <laughs> I want to affirm. <laughs> I want to affirm more fun. I want to affirm more rest and more days off while sustaining my income. So I want to be able to earn sustainable income and I want to be able to take proper days off and rest and shit like that. I know with the kind of like project-based work I'm doing now, I definitely want to be a bitch who does some work and then takes a month off or some shit. Yeah, sabbatical bitch. That's what you want to be. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. But also I would like to be able to, you know, take a whole weekend off. You know what I'm saying? Like... (laughs) A whole two days. A whole two days. All right. So that would be cute because I've been, even when I wasn't earning a paycheck, I've been only taking like one day off. And then sometimes if I have too much to do, it's not a day off. So that's what I'm trying to do. More fun, more rest, and more days off while sustaining income. So so somebody reached out for those of you who have been listening for forever. Yeah, you'll know that I had fibroid surgeries like a long like back when we first started. I had we were podcasting and then I had surgery. And so we took a break from podcasting for a little while and then we came back. But yeah, so I had fibroid surgery some years ago and somebody reached out every now and then I'll talk about my fibroids here as a person with a womb and a uterus. (laughs) In a period. I feel um, like only hoteps add the B in womb. Womb. <laughs> I don't like say un, I don't like not saying the B. It makes me uncomfortable. Like it's a secret. I don't like that <laughs> sneaky ass, sneaky ass B. So I say it. So somebody reached out and they had some questions about fibroids i think that as a bitch who has a uterus a womb and has dealt with fibroids i think there's been a lot of like secrecy about it or whatever i think not so much lately but i will say growing up i didn't really hear a lot of people talk about their issues even honestly even people in my own age group fertility issues because fibroids can fuck with your fertility or fuck with your ability at least to carry a fetus so yeah people have been i would say traditionally in my world, in my universe, like hush hush about a lot of their 
reproductive issues, yeah. I would say. I had never even heard of fibroids until Maya Wilkes had them on Girlfriends that time. And then I'm wow. like, oh, fibroids. Like, yeah, I had not, that hadn't been conversation. I guess due to like what you're saying, people just not commonly yeah. talking about it. Then when Maya mm-hmm. had them on Girlfriends, I was like, oh, fibroids, it's a thing mm-hmm. that black women get because that's kind of what they were right. doing on the show or whatever. But I had no idea. I had no idea until that. Yeah. Anybody in my universe who had some kind of reproductive issue, some kind of health issue associated with their vagina or reproductive organs Mm -hmm. or uterus or whatever, it was always like really, really like a hush-hush kind of situation. And I understand having personal business and that's cool, but I don't think that it's helpful when as black women, like you can't even, like oftentimes we're not even seeing a doctor who's having these kind of like comprehensive conversations with us or whatever. So I think it's important that we do like talk about this shit with one another. So I'm going to give a quick content warning. I know that there are people who talking about a uterus for them is a sensitive subject, whether it be because of their own experiences with reproductive issues or whatever it is. So we'll be talking about, is it uteri? Uteruses? I don't know. But I will be talking about my pum pum, my uterus. My twat. My twat. No, I was gonna say the c word. My uh, coochie, my vajayjay, <laughs> and I, I know that there's a there's a well actually person out there somewhere who is like, well, that's not the same part as okay, we're, all right? We're, we get we're it. joking. He okay, okay, right? But we're all not. those things, periods, fibroids, all of that stuff. All right. So the letter says, let's. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing because uh, we're always teasing each other about sounding like a hotel. And this letter opens <laughs> with, "Hey, sistrin. Hi, sistrin." <laughs> Okay, that's cool. I get it. It's fine. I've used it. It's cool. Hi, Sistrin. Became a fan of your podcast after watching an interview you did on For Harriet and have been hooked ever since. Hey, that's awesome. I love that. I have a question for you, Jay. In a previous episode, you mentioned your experience with fibroid removal, and I was hoping to pick your brain about it. I recently learned that I have fibroids that require surgical removal. According to my general practitioner, based on their size... I've had them for years, and based on my symptoms, a doctor should have done an ultrasound a long time ago. Score one for fat phobia. Could you share what your experience was like? I've been asking the nurses in my life and trying to avoid scaring myself by going to Google. Love the show. I always look forward to new episodes. Signed, Anonymous. We're going to leave this person anonymous. I always want to break into that song when we say anonymous. Anonymous. I thought about it and then I fought it. I I did think about it. You know what we should do? We should make a list. We should make a list of all the songs that have words in it that we that we use frequently so that we're not busting into the same song every time. Because I'm tired of it. You're tired of it. Listeners are tired, tired of it. We'll just make a playlist of some shit and then here you go. Yeah, we'll mix it up and we have those things to choose from. But what I want to do, I guess I just kind of assume that everybody knows what fibroids are. So wait, I'm going to I'm going to actually look it up real quick so I can give a proper definition of a fibroid. All right. Okay, so this is the first definition that comes up on the white man's Google. This is from healthline.com. I'm going to word this so that it's appropriate to everyone who has a uterus. So fibroids are abnormal growths that develop in or on a uterus. Sometimes these tumors become quite large and cause severe abdominal pain and heavy periods. In other cases, they cause no signs or symptoms at all. The growths are typically benign or non-cancerous. The cause of fibroids is unknown. Um, Symptoms here included are heavy menstrual bleeding, 
Let me see if there's other symptoms on the actual site. All right. Heavy menstrual bleeding, trouble conceiving. Other symptoms may include pain in the pelvis or lower back. I think I've been having some lower back pain lately, even though I didn't have that before, I don't think. Increased urination because it can be sitting on your your bladder bladder in some way and put pressure there. Pain during intercourse, menstruation that lasts longer than usual, pressure or fullness in your lower abdomen, which I have, swelling or enlargement of the abdomen. So because the fibroids are in the uterus or the lining of the uterus on or like on the outside of the uterus, it can make you appear, your belly appear to be distended or your womb appear to be, <laughs> um, to protrude. And so that can feel whack. I say, I was say for me that that felt whack. The first time around, it felt whack because I was pretty much, I would exercise, but I wasn't like a fitness person, but I like to stay fit so that I could look a certain way. And it really got to me that it's like, okay, no matter what I do, this fibroid fetus is going to be here. Yeah. So yeah, so that was whack for me. And now it's annoying because as I gain weight, which is a thing that my body has been doing, which is fine, my belly is like it's still doing that so there are times when people assume that i'm pregnant or think i look pregnant and that's annoying because everybody is ridiculous and some people actually fucking ask you yeah are you pregnant or whatever the fuck and like if we're all here drinking at this party fam then why are you asking me if i'm with child maybe i am and i'm determined (laughs) that ass was drinking at a party i'm remembering we were drinking at a party and a person said yeah Yeah. and we were drunk yeah (laughs) yeah let's like come on <laughs> like come you would you so, like wow i forgot sorry go yeah, ahead yeah we yeah were, we was pretty okay. looking up we were pretty looking up it's okay so my experience with fibroids so i had fibroid surgery because i had a lot i had a lot of them they were everywhere in the womb area they were huge i've seen pictures yeah they were huge you've seen pictures yep they were huge they were huge i would say i would say at least one or two of them was the size of like a like a grapefruit not a huge grapefruit but like a fucking grapefruit so yeah. there was a grapefruit some oranges some lemons some tires <laughs> some tiny ones or whatever. A, fruit a whole assortment a, fruit a whole there. fruit bowl <laughs> a whole fruit bowl in my body okay and i did start with like natural methods so like not eating dairy like there was this whole period like of some years where i yeah. wasn't eating dairy not eating grains not eating fucking bread like just like fruits vegetables plant-based diet if I ate meat, it was a, a just a little bit of meat kind of situation. And I will say, because they say that you can shrink your fibroids, and maybe that's true. But I will say that for me, if that did anything, it may have slowed down the growth of my fibroids. But they still grew. Yeah. They still got to the point where my vaginal canal was damn near closed up or was challenging for me to have sex. I had to have sex in like these very specific positions. Yeah. It was a whole situation. So my gynecologist at the time, so I had a fibroid for a while that wasn't really bothering anybody. And then I could start to feel it protruding like in my vaginal canal or whatever. I could feel it. Then it was a time when I urinated on myself on the way home from work work and i was like yeah it was wild i was like okay i have to pee was it in the subway i was home i was walking home like it was legit on my block but i was several blocks with denim son (laughs) tight denim and tall boots so i peed in my tight pants so my whole legs was wet and all the way into my boots boots, into my socks in the long boots (laughs) okay (laughs) Yeah. yes i didn't know it was my 
Ooh. Yeah, and it was my first time feeling it. It was the first time that I had urinated on myself as a grown person in that like not from being drunk or something like that just like out the blue on my way in a, in a situation where normally I would be able to hold it but that's when I was like okay so this thing is now like it's sitting on my bladder so this is something I have to be aware of and think about or whatever but that was like the first time it happens you're like am I peeing on myself right wow. now like what so yeah so that happened so my gynecologist tells me about okay they're fibroids because you know if you don't know that fibroids are a thing it's like oh wow do i have huge cancerous tumors yeah. in my freaking vagina whatever womb whatever so no non-cancerous fibroids so i'm like all right bet can i have a kid no okay what? and and yeah and i was never really like oh i want to have a baby so bad but i always wanted to have the option in case i felt like it or whatever right but he was like no like nothing else right not no, because da 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 da. Not not right now. Not just no. He no, was like cannot. nah nah. Mm-mm. Yeah, I was like never. No, you cannot. So I asked the question like four different ways, right? Then he's finally like, oh, you want to have a baby? You can Bitch. see that. I don't know if he called it a fertility doctor or whatever, but he sent me to another gynecologist who specializes in people who want to have babies, right? Mm-hmm. And when I talked to him, he was like, yeah, you can. You just have to get your fibroids removed, right? exactly so if i was somebody right as we've all been trained many of us in a patriarchal society or whatever or even in a system where you recognize a certain kind of people as having authority as not to push back and ask questions and not to advocate for ourselves in a certain way which we have many of us been taught not to do i might have walked out of there thinking i could never have a baby i gotta walk around with these fibroids in my fucking body unless i figure out a way to evaporate them somehow or whatever the fuck Anyway, um, I also had a friend whose husband at the time was a gynecologist. And so we had a phone call and that was just from talking to him, being open about it and talking to my homegirls. And somebody was like, oh, why don't you talk to so-and-so's husband or whatever? And he was also very reassuring. Like, it doesn't mean you can't have a kid. It means this, that, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So when I got connected with, oh, the other thing, my gynecologist at the time had a vaginal ultrasound in the office so i know sometimes a lot of times you go to a gynecologist and if you need an ultrasound of any kind you have to make another appointment right it's like it's a whole Whole fucking thing thing. yeah yeah and i've been to that kind of gyn as well but this the one who i was seeing at the time he had one in the office and that was a part of the exam was if you want if you wanted a vaginal ultrasound you could have a vaginal ultrasound it wasn't like a whole thing and i think that's one of the barriers now is that like if you are having trouble like it's like which i don't understand but it's just i feel like to make things more fucking difficult and more fucking expensive if you're going to have a vaginal exam right fibroids are such a common thing why should we go to a gyn appointment and not have immediate access if they feel something to have a freaking vaginal ultrasound if that's something that we want to do like so that's something that disturbs me in the healthcare system but to this person's um point in the letter when they were talking about fat phobia for women who we know how black women are treated within the healthcare system. We know how fat people are treated within the healthcare system. It's like, if you are fat, if you are black, you're treated as if whatever issues you have are because, well, it's because you're overweight yeah. or because you're black or whatever. And, and dismissed a lot of times when we know how we feel, we know how we're supposed to feel and we should be able to trust our feelings about our body and have a doctor say, okay, we'll look into it. 
or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And so I know a lot of people who have been, who should have had an ultrasound, but everyone was dismissive of their issue until it's like a problem. Until your whole fucking vaginal canal is closed up or until you fucking look like you're expecting and your belly is full of fucking fibroids or whatever. So yeah, so luckily I had access to an ultrasound that showed those things. Luckily I pushed back to my GYN until he recommended that i see this yeah Yeah, the other gyn and when i spoke to that person we talked about like all the options in terms of surgery and so i explained to this doctor that i wanted the option to have kids or whatever also i would like to have sex again my fucking vaginal canal is like damn near closed up like yeah this is an inconvenience to my life and i had already tried the natural methods of being plant-based and yada 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 people talk about those things again i will say maybe that works for some people it didn't work for you yeah it didn't work for me i honestly don't know anyone who that shit actually worked for and the, from my understanding of it, and this is just Janicia talking shit from her personal experience, my understanding of it is maybe it will slow the process down doing all of those things. And you know I what I'm would, saying? I would add that that probably would help if someone had the access to find a fibroid very early in a game so yes. that they're small enough so that right. you can do drink whatever tea or whatever and they stay that size so you can contain mm-hmm. them. You sound like someone who is very far along. A lot of times when I right. hear folks with wombs talking about fibroids, they have been in their bodies for a really long time and they're a fruit bowl of fibroids at the yeah. at that point you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah right right so yeah so my periods were also super heavy i was tired like i would need a nap and i i, I assume it's because i was losing a lot of blood Probably. um i'm not a fucking scientist but that's the impression that i got because my periods were so heavy i was using these like ultra tampons and having to change them frequently Yo, one time jay was like, oh, I have an extra box of tampons. You can have the whole box. And I'm thinking, I'm just making a come up on some tampons. Because I'm like, all right, cool, bet. And these were her pre-fibroid tampons. Them shits. I had never. They were like, I'm trying not to tampon chain. But I was not used to them. My vagina was like, what are we doing? Um, yeah. They yeah. were no, they were yeah, they were huge. If yeah. you're not, if you if you don't bleed heavy, and there's different degrees of bleeding heavy, but yeah, if you don't bleed heavy, there's no reason for you to have them in your house. But they were yeah, they were huge. So it was like that. Yes. So you know, it was like that, and I was changing those frequently, and then sometimes I would wear a panty liner just in case. So it was like I was fucking gushing blood every fucking period because the fibroids are basically um causing your body to produce more blood because they're fucking as again this is just Denisha talking shit sucking the life out of you they're not sucking the life out of you it's just how i'm talking about they're making them. your body overwork because it's like your body's like yeah. not supposed to be doing the things to send whatever because mm-hmm. it's not in like an organ but it is a part of your body so your body's kind of right. trying to take care of it which is weird mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah like nobody is not supposed to be here so it's doing extra work so i can imagine you being tired using more blood and all of that shit yeah so it was a whole fucking thing so i would say yeah one of my recommendations just for anybody is if you feel like you need an ultrasound ask for one if they tell you don't that you don't need one if you feel like you should be persistent about it be persistent about it because sometimes they won't feel anything but if you if you know you feel a heaviness if you know you feel different if you know your periods are mad heavy all of a sudden they can tell you oh it's probably this is probably that is probably this is probably that but they won't know that it is not a fibroid until they fucking give you an ultrasound to see if it's a fucking 
fucking fibroid in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Something that I've been seeing on, I haven't used this yet, um, but mm-hmm. something I've been seeing conversations that black people with wombs are having. Honestly, black people in general, when it comes to medical care, if they deny something, you should ask them to write that in your like chart. Right. Because now it's in mm-hmm. writing that, that they said no and they would be like responsible for that. So right. that kind of makes them... Be like, okay, we'll give you the vaginal, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's just mm-hmm. some, mm-hmm. I've never used it, but there's some advice that I've been hearing around when it comes yeah, to this. Yeah, yeah. Like, can you just document that I've asked for one and that you're saying I don't need one? Right. Yeah. So, okay. Right. So I saw the I saw the fibroid specialist who was, I don't know if it's a fertility specialist or whatever the fuck, but he sees people who want to make sure that they can have kids. He sees those people, right? So that's who I saw. That's the person who did my fibroid surgery. One of the surgeries that they do or one of the ways that they treat fibroids is to fucking remove your whole fucking uterus, right? Yeah. So that's an option. Uh-huh. That's a common thing that they would do. Take your whole fucking uterus out because really that's where the fibroids are growing from. That's the fucking producer of the fibroids. So right now, I'm going to say a bunch of Genesia-level shit. This is not based in science. This is just Genesia talking her shit. Mm -hmm. For me, whether I want to produce kids or not or whatever, the uterus is the center of my fucking body. Mm -hmm. I want to keep that shit, okay? So go in there, take the fucking fibroids out, leave my fucking uterus intact. I want to keep that shit. It's mine. Don't fucking take it out. So for me, unless my uterus becomes something that is life threatening, I would like to keep it. I don't know how this fucking body works. Doctors have the time. You know, doctors know what they know or whatever. I don't want to fuck with having my uterus removed. So that was like an important thing to me to be able to keep that. They also have sometimes where you can get part of your fight, like have partially removed or whatever. I don't want to do any of that shit if I can avoid it. I'm sure that there are people who can't avoid it. It might come to a time in my life where I can't avoid getting the whole thing removed. But as long as I can keep my uterus, I would like to keep my uterus. So I was able to have a myomectomy and a myomectomy is the surgical removal of fibroids from the uterus. It allows the uterus to be left in place. For some people, makes pregnancy more likely than before. The, the reason why you can't, it's difficult for people to conceive when they have a fibroid is that the fibroid is kind of taking the place or it can take the place of the fetus. It's taking up space, it's taking up nutrients. So it's just like it's in the fucking way. So depending on the size of your fibroids, it can be difficult to conceive. And as you are conceiving, like the chances of it growing larger at a faster rate are higher because you're in this period of like gestating a fucking fetus. So you end up kind of also gestating these fucking fibroids or whatever, right? Again, that's like Genesia's way of wording that shit. But then also like because your body just knows how to function like how it functions like it can't look and be like that is a fibroid that's a, that's in, a the, fetus, in the uterus that's a fibroid, so it's just like right. something is in there so maybe we shouldn't conceive because something is there mm-hmm. right now so that that's mm-hmm. how your body kind of like yeah decides because they can't the body can't look at it and be like oh that's a fibroid mm-hmm. let's just let's just do right, our thing anyway right. you know like yeah. yeah so there's that if you do conceive it's like can you carry the full term so yes. there are a lot of people who have miscarriages because of their fibroids or whatever so yeah so i was able to have a myomectomy that is where they slice you at your um bikini line it's open surgery slice you at your quote-unquote bikini line ab- above the i guess it's whatever the fuck the bikini line is your underwear line whatever that space between your vagina and your belly button that 
they slice you right there, whatever. And that is, yeah. So I had that surgery. They took the fibroids out. That area is the center of, again, I'm speaking Janice language, but it's the center of your body. If you have, you know, arms and legs and all those things or whatever, it's the center of your body. It's your core as it's described. And so like after that kind of surgery, it requires like a lot of rest after being cut open like that requires a lot of rest. You can't be up and about doing a lot of shit. You think that you're going to be able to get up and do stuff because they closed you up. But like... (laughs) You're not. Yo, when, not. Jay, when Jay got this surgery and I remember when you thought you was just going to be like, okay, you know, I'll rest for a week and then, you know, I'll I be really out and about. And I, I, was think, about to be good. I think you got it in the summer or the late spring or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you thought yep. you was going to be a hot girl. She thought she was going to have a hot I girl really summer did. that summer. Hot girl disability. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, yes, disability. Yes. I was like, yo, I got to spend this time for real recovering. Oh, my God. That's like taking a sick day and being for real sick. (laughs) Like, oh, my gosh. But yeah, I remember that. But I will say that's when I learned about, like, rest. That's when I learned about, oh, like, your body needs rest. You just had your whole body sliced the fuck open. They told you that you was going to need to be on on fucking rest for fucking six to eight weeks. And you thought you was going to fucking take a nap for a week and then get up and kick it? Your body experienced trauma. Like, something just ripped it open, took something out. And it's like, we got to, like, recenter, get ourselves together, like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. whatever. And you got to allow your body that time to, like, recover from that trauma you know that was when i learned about rest and that like rest is real i actually need it so i had the myomectomy i spent a week in the hospital i i know that some people spend less time i think i could have left after maybe three days or four days and my doctor came in i was like do i have to leave and he was like if you need more days just take more days i did have to pay for those days but i also didn't feel like leaving and I was tired and my body hurt. And I also was having like a traumatic time at work. It was a nightmare. And honestly, oh, yes, that's what you was yeah, working with. It was a nightmare. That period of surgery and then rest was the best time of my life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was so tired. I was so tired. Okay. I was so tired. And I also want to say, like, I had the privilege of having this surgery in a universe that was not COVID. related or filled and so I was able to have my support system there I had you know my sister was there before the surgery and after the surgery with me in the hospital so she was able to like be a voice for me and tell people what I wanted and translate what I needed I had when people were asking me what do you need I was like could you just come visit me because I was really just afraid of being in some random place by myself going stir crazy yada 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 so i'm really appreciative of everybody who came i had mad visitors people came and checked on me and visited me or whatever so that was really cool so i really i have heard from people about the experience having a myomectomy in covid and that shit it sounds super duper whack yeah I, i will say that my surgery experience was overall a good one, but I have heard of people who didn't have a good experience, not in the surgery per se, but just the experience of being in the hospital and not being, not feeling cared for and all of that stuff. So like when I bitch didn't want to give you a pillow. When I like when I first came out surgery <laughs> and I was in an incredible amount of pain, my back was sore because I'm I had surgery. I was laying on a freaking plank of God knows what for however many hours during the surgery. 
now I'm in this this bed, I guess, that's in this weird, this weird temporary bed that's in this awkward position. And I was crying because my back was killing me and she refused to do anything. It was just, you know, just wait, 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 wait for what felt like hours. And then finally she said, do you want a pillow? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Didn't How say hard bitch, would it have but... been? Yeah. To suggest that like so much longer ago. But yeah. But the actual cutting me open was not the bad experience. It was just like the potential for somebody to mistreat you in your aftercare. You know what I'm saying? So that was really that's really the thing that unfortunately it's like it feels like if you are somebody like me who can't afford to pick and choose who does what and where you go and da 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 da, you kind of it's like up to luck. Um, that the, the U.S. healthcare system is like if you don't have money to select exactly who you want to do what, which is an incredibly expensive thing. It's just the luck of the fucking draw, and hopefully you have people who give a shit whether you are comfortable or not comfortable. You know what I'm saying? So what I would say is if you can do some research on like what the procedures are for the surgery, who can visit, if anyone can visit, who can be with you. That to me, in retrospect, is what felt like the most important, being able to have somebody there. And I know COVID restrictions have kind of changed how things happen in the hospital. So really finding out, can one person be there? Can anyone visit you? Like just figuring out that kind of shit. So I want to be nosy real quick. Yeah. So I know you said that the fibroids were like, restricting your vaginal canal and sex Mm -hmm. was difficult like Mm -hmm. did you have to explain that to people you had sex with was that difficult to talk about with them did they make it difficult i know Mm -hmm. that you know you mostly have sex with men and they're disgusting (laughs) yeah so what was that what was that like some people were very understanding of it some people were like super understanding of it and we would talk through what positions made me most comfortable i would because of the pain sometimes i would have to tell people like you can't just decide i want to thrust now you can't do that (laughs) you can't Mm -hmm. can't be like now we're fucking hard you gotta like we have to make sure is this the position are we in the right position for that shit so it required a lot of conversation and it required being with men who were capable of that level of communication so i i was seeing somebody one time who was not with the shits for that and so i got rid of them but it was really like that's one of those things where you learn to like prioritize yourself yeah it's like we can't if you can't be tender with me then we can't we can't do this i'm sorry that this is annoying for you i'll never see you again did you do you need to bring your toothbrush with you like (laughs) they left they left the next morning i was and i (laughs) So I was like, so before they even left, I already felt the vibes. I was like, oh, wow, you're being mad whack. Mm -hmm. So in the morning, I was like, all right, so am I going to see you again or whatever? And I was really, I was hoping and knew that he would say no. And that was it. So that was great. But yeah, no, there were men who were whack about it. But you told him to take his toothbrush? You told him to take his toothbrush? (laughs) Take your toothbrush. I packed. (laughs) I packed whatever was there. I'll take this with you. This was cute. Give me a hug. See you later. Never. Right. Like next time I saw him was years later at the fucking fucking carnival or the parade or whatever. Right. On Eastern Parkway. Randomly. But um, yeah. So there were guys who were understanding and then there were guys who were like not at Mm -hmm. all. The other thing was, yeah, after surgery, making sure because it is, as I'm calling it, the center of your body, depending on how your body is built. Having support, if you can have a support system there, I stay, I live in a walk up. And so that requires 
abdominal strength yes. and shit. So I couldn't come back to my apartment. So I had set up that I was going to go from the hospital and stay with my mom. So I stayed at my mom's house and she took care of me for some weeks until I was able to like get in the shower, able to make prepare my own food and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I was, you know, then I came back home and I had to take it light for a long time, but it wasn't it wasn't like unsafe for me to walk up the steps or whatever. But really, I spent a lot of time before surgery making sure that I had a support system and in areas where I didn't think I would have support, just making sure I could set myself up to take care of myself in whatever way I needed to take care of myself. So since then, I tried again to eat healthy and eat plant-based and that again requires a lot of discipline i would say exercise and all of that shit is also good for helping to keep your fibroids down they say my fibroids are back they're big they feel bigger than they were luckily my vagina is still working and popping so that's Mm -hmm. a good thing but they are back they're huge i feel heaviness i am protruding And so I would like to have surgery again at some point. When I was researching surgeries, I heard about a lot of things. There are doctors that do a thing where they can fucking... Again, this is just Janicia describing what she remembers. Put some fucking tubes, zap tiny em. tubes yeah, in I your body and zap them. And zap right. the shits, yeah. Do a zip zap. <laughs> um, so that could be cute depending on who. That's something to look into. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I will probably have another myomectomy because I don't know about the zip zap. I was at like a, a sister circle fair or whatever the heck. And it was a doctor who looked like she was trying to sell me on getting a zip zap, which nothing wrong with that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I still don't understand understand the zip zap but Mm -hmm. but i do plan on having surgery again at some point when i feel like it but they are back if your body produces fibroids and maybe there are other developments maybe i could be taking some hormones or some shit i don't know it's from sometimes like i think they say like an overproduction of estrogen i don't know Maybe there are things you can do, but like the whole holistic, you can eat your way out of fibroids, you can exercise your way out of them. Perhaps if you are living mad strict or whatever, or if that comes easier for you or whatever, but my life is challenging and I do that shit when I can. And other times I want to eat a little bit of cheese. Other times I want to drink a beer beer. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I will most likely be having surgery again. But I think I am fortunate enough to where I had a pretty decent experience. And if you can find a doctor who you feel safe with. I think I had a really good rapport with the doctor who did my surgery and they were available and we emailed back and forth and shit like that. I think that that is helpful. I also like that my hospital or the Montefiore hospital, whatever the fuck, it's like a teaching hospital. I don't know if all hospitals are teaching hospitals, but those big, big, big campus kind of ones usually are. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It feels like they, they give a fuck You know what I'm saying? It feels like they give a fuck in a way that other places might not have to because it's like nobody is necessarily watching and whoever you're seeing might not even be invested in showing somebody how to do something or think about something. So I would say personally, I appreciate the experience of being at a hospital where people are teaching and showing other people how to do stuff. It just feels like there's a, a level of extra 
or maybe it's just regular giving a damnness <laughs> that I think is valuable. So that's the thing. I would also say don't rush. I know you said that you're in pain. If you can, you know, you'll be able to decide that, I guess, depending on what your level of pain is and what you're dealing with right now and what your doctors have said. But if it's something that you know you don't have to rush and you don't have to move immediately on, definitely take some time to research and see what other women in your area have done. But I would maybe also avoid like random Googling, but some targeted Googling to see what's going on in your area, what hospitals are available, what's the best place to go, where where your insurance is taken and all that stuff is would be good. I would say Google like for like support groups or Google like for people with Mm -hmm. the experience, people who have that rather than Googling for information scientific kind of information about fibroids and stuff like that because we already know that there's not enough research done anyway so a lot of this Mm -hmm. stuff even though they're saying it's science it's googly goggly googly boop right Right. because they're saying they have not done enough research to even understand why the upkick of estrogen even does this to people's Mm -hmm. bodies and Mm -hmm. why this happens very commonly in black people's bodies because they don't give a fuck about Mm -hmm. i'll say women for the sake of how they go about that in medical spaces they don't give a fuck about people with wombs or give a fuck about black people so a lot of that is Mm -hmm. not research so i would say Mm -hmm. look for people with the experience so that you could create community around that that usually makes you feel safer because as far as science is concerned it's always going to scare you <laughs> like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's it's mm-hmm. not science isn't the medical stuff is not written to create comfort for you it's just like right. here's the definition here's what's happening and that's it it's, mm-hmm, it's pretty cold mm-hmm. but like yeah i would look for community and that so you could talk to other people the same way that you reached out to jay to like because that's community and you you know reached out to someone in that i think you should go that route right. that might be safer but be wary of the community because they might tell you to drink some tea. Be wary <laughs> of the community. I was in a room in Clubhouse and they were talking about fibroids and fibroid surgery. And some people in there hadn't even had surgery or wasn't even never had a fibroid, but their friend had had one and they're talking about that. I'm like, what the fuck is happening in here? So it was a lot of fear mongering. Mm-hmm. And it gets real scary, especially when we talk about something that the elders didn't really talk to us about, didn't really share with us or whatever. So. So, yeah, I would say, you know, look for community, but also beware of community because there I think there are also people who enjoy a kind of like I'm trying not to do it shit on (laughs) trying not to say Satan. Is that you? (laughs) Um, No, I think that. Yeah. Yeah. So as somebody who has reproductive issues, there are other people with reproductive issues And maybe it's because I'm not somebody who has to have a baby. And so the experience might be different for that kind of person. I will say that if it wasn't so hard for me to consider having a baby, it might be something that, okay, I'll consider it. You know what I'm saying? But right now I'm just like, I don't even, why don't I, I don't need to do this. So let's not just leave me the fuck alone. Right. So, so I want to, I want to extend the fact that it's possible that this is easy for me to say, because I'm not going to be heartbroken if I can't have a child. Right. But. As somebody who has reproductive issues, there are bitches with reproductive issues who want to all cry together, okay? They want to mm. cry together. They want to grieve, 
about some shit they never had before, okay? And I don't want to be a that part of that. They don't even know you. They don't know you. They was never here. They don't know you. I'm not even talking about people who have experienced loss or miscarriage. I'm talking about niggas who never got pregnant, had a baby or whatever, and are grieving this thing that they never had. And like, I want to express again that a part of my politics to an extent are like, there's so many kids here i agree that exists yep that are living that it just seems a little bit odd to me and i'm not again i am not speaking of people who have you know became pregnant and lost that and were not able to carry the term i'm not talking about that experience i'm talking about people who have never been pregnant who have never necessarily lost a fetus or anything but are in collective grieving or sadness collectively together about these reproductive issues when there are so many kids legit just out here yeah they just out here yeah you know it's just it's a weird thing for me and i'm trying to be understanding as i express this thing because i think that it's okay to you know i have randomly i have vitiligo i've lost pigment in some areas and that has been a sad thing because it's like that's not how i looked before and now i look like this and that makes me uncomfortable so i'm trying to get it but also it feels weird to me the grieving of not being able to conceive conceive. biologically and have a child in that way yeah yeah it feels really weird to me i I don't as someone who has reproductive issues i don't understand that and the other piece of it is also and i also say this as somebody who has reproductive issues who has been spoken to from other women who have reproductive issues like i don't know what they're going through i don't know their life because I'm not a miserable bitch, right? So I just, I don't really get it. Maybe I'm the problem. I don't fucking get it. But I, I think that it's a little bit strange to grieve this thing. You know, it's just, I don't get it. I don't even remember how I got on this. How, how did I get here? I don't know. But I think it's weird too. And I'm weirded out. Oh, we were talking about community. We were talking about community. Oh, don't right. go. Don't go to community yes. where people are crying over. Right. Yes. Unless that's what you need. Yes. That's that's what I'm saying. Unless that's what you need, right? If you're looking to figure out what to do about your body right now, what kind of surgery to have right now, how to heal from your surgery, yada, yada, yada. I would say to try to avoid a community where we're all here to be sad about the fact that we can't procreate. Okay? That's that's what I'm trying to say. There's perhaps a time and space for that kind of thing. But I would say when you're trying to figure out your surgery shit, to me, this, that don't feel like the time to yeah. be grieving about this thing that you don't even know what's the what yet. After my surgery, the walls of my uterus were very thin. That would have been a bad time probably to try to conceive if it was something that I wanted to do. But my doctor did say that it was possible that it would, you know, like regenerate or whatever the fuck. But I I just like the fact that I still had my fucking uterus. So you eventually had like a brand new pussy. I had a whole brand new pussy. Rejuvenated pussy. Open vaginal canal. I was out here. I was in these streets. I was having one <laughs> One night stand i was having multiple partners safely okay i was out here my pussy was no longer broken <laughs> maybe it's really rough maybe it's had enough broken It was working and it was fantastic. That was a beautiful time. That was a beautiful time. I remember that time. Yeah, it was a good time, yo. Wait, wait, wait. Where are you? Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs)
It was a beautiful time. It was a beautiful time, yo. But um, did I say everything I wanted to say about this shit? Yeah, that was my experience with fibroids. I think the scariest part of it is really finding people who give a fuck about you. Because really, my doctor, luckily, once again, I'm not the kind of person who felt like I needed to have a child. So when my doctor was telling me you can't have kids, I was just more outraged at the fact that like, that's all you're going to say? We're not going to have a full con- Like, this is my body we're talking about, my nigga. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have a full conversation about why or what could be done if I felt like it. I got to ask you so many millions of times before you recommend that I see this other person who might have a solution. What the fuck? You're my doctor, bro. So, yeah. So, if I was somebody who, like, wanted to be in a, a I can't have a baby support group, then I might have fucking... You know, who knows what I would have done. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, I, if you can find people who give a fuck, I think that that is helpful. And if you can find a support team, I think that that is helpful as well. Whether it be, like, your friends or other people who have gone through it, I think that's helpful. But also, hit me up if you have more questions about my personal experience with fibroids. If you're mad about what I said about the feelings about procreating or not or being sad about it, you can let me know. I'm open to hearing about that, too. I just have personal feelings about it that I don't... Maybe I don't know how to word the best or whatever. We had actually talked about an experience that somebody had with fibroids back on episode 278 when we were talking about the hood healer. Yeah, we threw threw them in a pit. Yeah, we threw them in the pit. And somebody was somebody in Clubhouse in a room with them or they were in a room with somebody else? They were in a room with hood healer. But like I said on that episode, I wasn't in the room. So this is hearsay and conversation that came out of that where someone in that room canceled their surgery to get their fibroids removed based Mm. on the conversations or whatever happened in that clubhouse room headed by hood healer and if you listen to that episode we are we are not specifically just talking about that incident but we're just talking about the toxic spirituality shit that that person does or whatever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and because of that conversation that that made another one of our listeners kind of pop into our t-mail and um, right. talk to us about their their fibroid experience. All right. So, hi, Queen and Jay. I heard your segment on the hood healer and agree with your perspective. There's a lot of gaslighting in the spiritual and natural health communities. And like I said, that's episode 278. It's a cool. So, if you want to listen to that discussion when we talk about hood healer, you can go that. We have the link for that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. In the show notes. Back to the letter. Black women deserve to make decisions about their bodies. The story about the woman who canceled her fibroid surgery makes me angry. I had fibroids and tried for two years to heal and shrink them naturally. I didn't get surgery until I was in so much pain that it hurt to walk. Black people have to overcome so many barriers to get good medical care. Spiritual gaslighting is just another barrier. I'm reaching out to recommend two podcasts that I love. Finding Our Way by Prentice Hemphill. This podcast is about healing ourselves and our communities. Prentice is a queer black person and I love their show. I listened in November when the election had me in an anxiety cloud. The second podcast is The Herbal Highway. One of the hosts is a non-binary person of color. I love this podcast because the hosts are knowledgeable. They focus on commonly available affordable herbs. They also talk openly about when herbs may have negative interactions with pharmaceuticals. They don't assume that people are only using herbs. I also encourage black folks to remember that food is medicine on the continent and in the diaspora. Recipes are great to explore, healing traditions, Certain things are used in many different places, hibiscus, sorrel, leafy greens, rice, hot 
chilies, beans, garlic, etc. These plants and more are part of black healing traditions. I'm off my soapbox now. LOL. Thank you for your show. Yes. Thank you so much for yeah, that letter. For that. And thank you for the um podcast recommendations. Word, word. I'm not going to get into like the hood healer stuff because we did that already. But I do think it's important that we talk about like spiritual gaslighting. Not heavily, because like I said, we did kind of touch based on that. We can just go back to that episode to do that. But it's just interesting how how much when it comes to spiritual gaslighting and even medical kind of gaslighting, the blame is always on the person. It's not on the systems. So the medical system being poor is not what we're going to examine. We're going to examine you as an individual or mm-hmm. there's not enough research on fibroids. Why is why? Why aren't we talking right. about that? Why aren't we saying that the medical industry is neglecting a huge population of people? Fibroids are very common in black people. Very, very They're so common and unstudied. It makes no sense. That mm-hmm. stuff doesn't correlate. So it's like, it just makes more sense to have more of those conversations rather than putting all the blame on people's diets, the habits. Yeah. It's something you didn't do. How could it be something you didn't do if medically they don't even understand why fibroids even pop up in your body? Right. But right. that don't make any sense, you know? So just wanted to make sure I inserted that a lot of that stuff is gaslighting and making you feel like it is your fault for whatever grows mm-hmm. in your body and, you know, shit like that. So mm-hmm. that shit is whack and stop doing that. Just stop doing stop that. Stop doing that. Also stop engaging in that. Like if people engaging in that, it also like I think feeds that and feeds that idea and allows people who operate in shaming or spiritual gaslighting or medical gaslighting in that way to continue that work and continue doing that shit. And a lot of times when mm-hmm. you do that, what you do to the people who are on the receiving end of that information is that you tell them, I feel the manip- the manipulation is you are powerless unless you do things this way. And there's no freedom or community or anything in that. Like the right. way the way that's ever supposed to work is that I cannot exist and you can still do all of this shit. You should not be dependent on the word of the healer or the doctor or the whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that does it. That's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. You know. So just wanted to get on my little like soapbox that. real quick. But yeah. So I like that. I like these mm-hmm. two soapboxes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So thank you all for listening to this story about fibroids um you can hit us up if you have questions if you have information that you want to share this can be an ongoing conversation we're definitely open and down for that shit let's take a break and when we come back we're gonna pay black women we're gonna try and do a news that's not news that's uh uplifting a little bit is it uplifting a little bit there's some there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel okay all right that's cool i like it i like it so good news and then we are going to throw the two zero zero zeros in the pit. Yeah? Yeah. All right. All right. We'll be back. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money! <laughs> Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black women your money. Yes. So Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes twice um, a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website yo tvthqueenandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. we have two options there two two you become a patron 
or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. we will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again (laughs) all the time yes all right 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 and we're black all the time are you ready to pay a black woman today am i ready to pay a black woman yes i am (laughs) yes i'm gonna do that again you don't sound you don't sound too short Let's run that yes, back. I'm ready. I'm ready to pay a black woman. Give me your fucking money. I'm ready to pay a black woman. Queen, can you tell people what our pay black women segment is all about? Yes, play black women is a segment where we highlight black or indigenous women, black or indigenous non-binary people. If you are a black or indigenous person impacted by misogynoir, running a business, leading an initiative, or just somebody who needs to make ends meet or go on vacation or get your hairs did. Please send us your submission to twithqueenandj at gmail.com. Who are we getting paid this week? This week's Pay Black Woman content warning for discussions of a funeral. This is for the deceased and for expenses. So content warning for anybody who is sensitive to that right now. This GoFundMe is for Stephanie Anderson. Stephanie Marie Anderson unexpectedly passed away on Friday, April 23rd, 2021. Stephanie touched the lives of everyone around her with her infectious smile and bright personality. She was loved by so many and will be missed immensely. Please honor her by helping her family with transport, funeral, and burial expenses during this difficult time. Any amount of donations would be greatly appreciated. All funds will go directly to the family. So there's a link. Stephanie was a young person. I'm not sure how old they were, but their death from what i understand was unexpected i saw the post on instagram and you know funerals are an expense that nobody wants to have to incur especially during a whole global pandemic so anything that we can do to support the family would be much appreciated we're going to put the link to this in the show notes if you search stephanie anderson on gofundme it will come up as well so the link in the show notes will be there but if you happen to be on your phone now and you want to see if you want to look up stephanie anderson on gofundme um you can check that out and hers should be the first one that pops up so that is our pay black woman segment and we send our condolences to stephanie anderson's family and friends are you ready to get into some news that is not news yes let's get into some news that's not news i guess even though we were free we were still slaves in the mind message Our news that's not news segment is a segment where we highlight news stories that have not gotten enough attention, news stories that we want to cover in a womanist race nerd way, or news stories that have gotten mad attention, but we want to reiterate, underscore, and highlight that 
Shit, Queen, what is this week's news that's not news story? So my assumption is that lots of folks who look into this show, I know for sure you and I believe this whole just a few bad apples concept isn't a real fucking thing. But let's pretend mm-hmm. that that is. Let's pretend that that's a real thing. Talk about with regards to police brutality, Yes, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. And let's pretend that that's a real thing. And there's a few bad apples and most of the apples are good and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about what happens if you're a good apple in the police force. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and these here United States, probably around the world, policing is pretty faulty everywhere. Mm-hmm. But yes, so... In 2006, an officer by the name of Carol Horn, who was a black woman officer, saw a white officer repeatedly punching a man in the face, putting him in a chokehold. And after she heard the person who was in handcuffs saying they couldn't breathe, she like broke up the altercation or whatever. And she was actually, when she broke it up, that officer punched her in the face. Whoa. Yes. And then she was about to fight. This is a person... I want to reiterate, the person was yes. in handcuffs, right? Yes, they were in handcuffs. Okay, so she didn't, yeah, she didn't really break it up. She pulled this cop off of the, off off of, of the yes, person in handcuffs. Exactly, because yeah. break up, break mm-hmm. up would stopped, insinuate yeah. that people yeah. were act, both actively doing something. And that's right, so happened. this altercation yes. a little bit. It, it, was, it was an attack. It, it was an attack like. because the person was in mm-hmm. handcuffs. The, what's described in the story is that she walked into the house and the guy was already handcuffed and the officer's name is Gregory Kowalski. How would you say that? I'm not going to bother to try. It sounds like one of those names I don't care about. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she walked in. They already had the person who was under arrest in handcuffs. He was punching the person when she walked in. Then he started to choke the person. She heard the person mm. say, I cannot breathe. And that's when she pulled him off of the person that they arrested, that officer, Gregory, punched her. And then she was about mm. to fight the officer because what the fuck? But then two other right. officers like intervened between them and stopped that from happening. Mm-hmm. So like I said, she intervened by grabbing the officer's arm. And then Horn, the black woman, was sanctioned by the Puff Buffalo Police Department, reassigned, mm-hmm. and then later fired in 2008. So this is wow. the good apple. This is the person who was mm-hmm. like... You doing too much. This is excessive force. Let me stop this shit. And this person was fired from their job two years after that incident. After the incident with Gregory choking a handcuffed person. First, mm-hmm. attacking a handcuffed person as far as punches. Gregory then- Chokowski. <laughs> yes, that's what we're going to call it. Chokowski. So yes. here's here's my question. So let's pretend, let's pretend, yes. right, that this whole theory of um there being bad apples on the police force that it's a good it's a good good tree with a few bad apples. Let's pretend that's the case, yes. right? Mm-hmm. If she was moved to another station and then eventually fired, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it sound like within this system she's the one who's considered the bad the apple? Bad apple? Yes. Right. So isn't the good tree the system that's working? The one that brutalizes black and brown people, the one that does reckless shit like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is just what I'm thinking. Just, if we're playing good and bad apples, yeah, okay, that's the game they want to play. You know, and where are the oranges? <laughs> I don't know. Apples and oranges <laughs> will never be on the same tree. Okay, right, right. Okay. Maybe. I oh, don't know. wait a minute. I'm not a botanist. Where so are the know. oranges? Where are the oranges in this story? Where are the oranges? Why are we oranges? Oh, because we're black and we're civilians. I don't get it, but <laughs> I don't get it either. But well, because you know how they say apples to oranges, like they we're using fruit. We're talking about fruit, but maybe those are two different metaphors. Anyway, go on. <laughs> 
Yeah. So <laughs> yes, like I said, they were fired. They were. This was 2008. They were fired, and then it turns out that the officer Gregory Chukowski, Ch- whatever name you gave him, I enjoy that. Would later be sentenced. Chokuowski. Yes. So Gregory Chokuowski was eventually sentenced to a four-month term in federal prison in 2009 mm-hmm. for an incident which he assaulted four African-American teenagers in handcuffs. So this is what this mm-hmm. motherfucker does. He puts you in handcuffs and then he attacks you, mm-hmm. tortures you basically. Because if you're in handcuffs, like, you know what I mean? So this is what this person does. This could have been stopped if they believed what Carol Horn said. Not even said because other mm-hmm. officers saw it. So not even if they believed her, if they actually cared about people, they actually cared about protecting people Mm -hmm. that could have been prevented. Those four teens and whoever other, all the other people he probably fucking tortured would be fine and Mm -hmm. safe had they had taken what she said seriously and didn't take it as her breaking the blue wall of silence or whatever the fuck. Yeah, as her being a bad apple. Mm -hmm. You know, so. But because of the uptick of the uprising, because of the murder of George Floyd, a lot of cases of police brutality and stuff like that have are being reexamined, being looked into, and all of that shit. So because of that, she was easily vindicated for doing that and then also rewarded to get her pension and mm-hmm. also back pay yes. for all of that. I do want to add that she was fired just months before she was eligible for her pension. So this was like really wow. intentional. Like, let's get the work out of her that we can, then mm. fire her and make sure that we're not paying her for the rest of her life because that's how pensions work. So let's get right, all, squeeze right. all the work and out, squeeze all the labor out of this person as we can. Mm-hmm. Once they reach close to getting that pension money, we're going to let them go. That's what happened mm-hmm. to this person. This person is also a mother of five. She, mm-hmm. like, all, like, they just kind of, they fucked up her life. But now because of everything she's been vindicted, we'll get her pension, full pension, mm-hmm. and also we'll, we'll be receiving back pay. So that's even more squirrela. So... Good. I like that that is happening. It is upsetting that is because it is of what happened with George Floyd's murder. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like, it shouldn't take someone's death. Yeah, And it actually didn't even take someone's death. It took all the white people looking at someone's death mm-hmm. at the same time during mm-hmm. a pandemic for that to happen. Because we have experienced black death at the hands of the police mm-hmm. our whole lives. <laughs> you know, so it didn't right. even, it wasn't that George Floyd died, that George Floyd was murdered. It was because collectively all the whites were looking and paying we're like, attention. Wait, at- what? Yeah. This what y'all meant? This is yes. what y'all was talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why, you know, that mm-hmm. happened. But, you know, like I said, light at the end of the tunnel. She's getting her money. She's getting her stuff back. I'm happy for that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, this just proves that that silly bad apple, good apple theory that they have when it comes to policing is not fucking true. Yeah. I actually think now, though, that we did the story, I think that it is true. And I think that the bad apples. It's the reverse. <laughs> it's the reverse. They consider the bad apples the people who stop violent attacks on handcuffed civilians. And that's why there's actually only a few bad apples. Like that they try to say, mm-hmm. there's just a few of them. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. There's just you're a right. few. You're right. It's just and, a few. And the whole tree, that whole healthy tree you're talking about is it's a tree a of rotten. white supremacy. That tree is rotten. Yeah. <laughs> rotten yeah. ass tree. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, news. so that is this week's news that is not news. Mm. All right. Well, I'm I'm glad that that she's getting her paper. That was actually a sad story. I thought it was going to feel better than it did. Kind of like the verdict. Kind of like the Derek Chauvin yeah. verdict. I thought it was going to feel better than it did. Nah, light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, it felt good for me for like two minutes. And then I was reminded that this shit happens. Every five seconds, it's going to be a new person that was killed or whatever. But I did, I did want to try to enjoy that verdict, at least for the day. For the fucking day. But what can you do? All right. Let's, maybe I'll find some joy out of throwing the year 2000 in the pit. <laughs> maybe that'll bring me happiness. You ready for the pit? Yeah, I'm ready for the pit. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. All right. The pit is where we throw people, places, and things that are trying to fuck with our black ass black joy queen who are you throwing in the pit this week well you've already been telling them all of the tea whole <laughs> episode i'm like why okay. did you say it okay why did she keep but, saying but, it but we don't know why though but, but we don't know why you already gave it why. away like you're the sibling that you can't tell shit because you're i didn't we, give it we away don't to know why, why. like we don't know why told the whole thing i had a whole setup for y'all so y'all could guess oh. about what i was talking okay, about do it I still here she play. is over here no, i still want to play i don't want to play yo so i'm not even throwing the year 2000 in the pit the year 2000 and do anything i'm actually throwing all of the year two all of the oos people call it y2k fashion mm -hmm. that y'all are trying the, to bring the oos back. as in the whoa, whoa <laughs> those yes i want to throw all of you people all of you gen mm. zers and younger millennials who are trying mm. to bring a lot of that shit back i don't understand okay. why you're trying to bring it back because like when it comes to the younger millennials or the gen zers like y'all was kids like y'all were <laughs> like mm -hmm. y'all were mm -hmm. there it's not like mm -hmm. the 70s it was like ooh, or the 80s where it's like i didn't experience that let me try to y'all was fucking there okay <laughs> so i don't understand this assistance to bring back this y2k that's what a lot of people are calling it fashion mm -hmm. moment especially when that shit was not cute, anytime I look back at anything in old, old fashion, I am not inspired to do anything with that <laughs> shit. I'm kind of just like, <laughs> like, why? All right. So wait, so wait, so wait. So what's the fashion item or what's the fashion thing from few. that era that's back that you hate the most? There's a few. So y'all are starting to put fur on random things again? Fur? Fur. Okay. Okay. This is why in that song, Apple Bottom Jeans... Boots Jeans, with the fur. Boots with the fur. Okay. Leave that back there. Looking at her. <laughs> okay. I, so I've seen some on Instagram, not in everyday life because mm -hmm. it's not hot enough here. I don't want to see the fur bra tops. I, don't, I, I didn't understand oh. that then. I don't know why that's okay. coming back now. All right, I like it. So we'll go through and if I, I like it, I'm gonna say I like look, it. I like look, the fur bra. If you are saying our nipples cannot be hairy, why are you putting on a fucking fur hairy bra? <laughs> I don't get it. It makes no sense. I don't understand. Okay. So that That's, you're right. I'm seeing random fur now on the hems of your jeans, of your boot cut jeans. I'm seeing mm. this. I don't mm -hmm. really like it. Look, I understand okay. it's a free world. You do what you want. But it's just, it's it's getting to me. It's making me itch. And no one respects my feelings. So I had to come mm -hmm. to this show and get this out right here. Because no one respects mm -hmm. how I feel about this. Also, mm -hmm. no one really knows how I feel about this. 
Nobody knows. I've never heard. So this I have to have to like get it out. I'm not surprised though. I do know you. I'm not surprised yes. that you're taking offense to this. I, I'm I'm um, highly offended. I'm really offended. I get it. What else? I see y'all trying to bring back them square front shoes. Okay, so that's my issue. So I'm not. <laughs> I have to admit. I'm not mad at this. I'm not mad at the Y2K of it all. I'm cool with it. A lot of y'all look cute. Some of y'all are doing them in cuts and and in colorways and shit that they didn't really do in Y2K. And so I'm fucking with it. That (laughs) wide square toe shoe thing. I don't understand it. Why? I'm having trouble with it. It's the Monica shoe. It's the Monica shoe. And I don't I don't really get it. I'm trying to get it. I want I want this for you all. If this is what makes you happy, if this is what brings you black joy, I want to be there and support you in this. I don't get the square toe sandal thing. I don't thing. understand. I don't I... get the square, the square strappy sandal, the wide yes, square, square strappy, strappy sandal. sandal. I don't like, get why it. Why is this yeah, this is the wide square sandal and then the really thin stiletto heel but like not quite stiletto cuz it doesn't like like go narrow it kind of does goes mm-hmm. narrow and then gets a little wide again you know what i'm talking about that mm-hmm. heel I need. I. I don't want that. I felt free when we stopped doing that. I was like, oh, that's not the life I have to have. You telling me I'm moving up in this world because we have yeah. different shoe? Like fucking no. I, I don't. Really get I don't it. want it. I don't understand. That's the one. That's the one I gotta say. I'm having some trouble with. I'm having some yeah, trouble. I can't, but I, can't. The, I guess the other piece of it, because I'm also not back to back to boot cuts. If you're wearing a boot cut, and that's next that's the on the list, that goes with the boot, boot cut. Ditto. Oh wow. Yeah. I. It's not ugly. It's not horrible. It's just that it's really. You have to really, to me, be like into a fashion person to do it in a way that makes sense. I'm more into a wide leg than I am a boot cut at this point. I would prefer mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that you do a wide, maybe a, a slight bell, a wide. Mm-hmm. But the boot yeah. cut, I don't quite understand it now, especially because our shoes are different. <laughs> like No, but you see what's happening. I see what the, and that's why I'm trying to, I'm being proactive. Yeah. I'm being proactive. Right. I'm trying to stop it before it becomes an epidemic mm-hmm. amongst our mm-hmm. feet. You know, mm-hmm. I just, you know, whatever. So those things yeah. are like in correlation. So if we could stop those shoes, we could stop them jeans, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. My last grievance, okay, mm. is please, I haven't really been seeing it, but I'm hoping I don't. But um, <laughs> this is a preemptive. <laughs> this is a favor. Want, this is I not a favor. Think... You're asking for a favor now. Please, I what? Can't. Please. Please. Could you not make a handkerchief or a bandana a shirt? <laughs> like, oh, you know that's next. You, could we you not put do it out that there. Again? You gave them the idea. No, you just that, told them what to do. They're, they're, I've already seen some Instagram people doing it because they're like, look at me in my Y2K fashion. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I am trying to stop it while we're ahead. I don't yeah. need to see you in your bandana shirt. You tied it mm-hmm. in the front. I'm also a hater. I've always been a big titty bitch and could never do that shit. And oh, like the handkerchief okay. shirt thing. I feel like my mother now. My mother used to be like, well, why don't you just wear a shirt? That's how I feel mm-hmm. <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm. Just wear a shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see the Christina Aguilera across. Remember when she did that? And it was just like across the, the I don't titty. really like to talk about that period of her. <laughs> uh, that's the get dirty period. Yeah. Yes, and that like she is the epitome of Y2K 
fashion yeah. all the bad stuff and that for me that's when i started to notice more white people in entertainment like looking mm-hmm. like us like it was like okay well that was when she showed up to either the mtv awards or it might have been some kind of black award show with her black scent and yeah, i was her like black we scent. know you christina we can see you her tan her tan was wild intense she had box braids i remember that she was going through it that was when she did that yeah, song with Redman. Yes, it was I a lot. It was a bad song too. And that's when like get dirty. And she looked fucking wearing her filthy. Chaps. Wearing her chaps. She looked like she stunk. She probably yeah, I wasn't I wasn't. But yeah, I just I just don't don't want that coming back. There's some stuff about mm-hmm. that time that I do enjoy. A lot of mm-hmm. the hairstyles from then I do want the black girl hairstyles. I do mm-hmm. enjoy I do enjoy the little ass bags you have coming back. I think that is cute. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you fit in them things, but those things is cute. Like some of the things I'm mm-hmm. feeling, I'm like, oh okay, I could fuck with that. Y'all have your fun. But um some handkerchiefs and no shoes. <laughs> Yo, speaking of big titties right mm-hmm. so my titties have gotten bigger they've always mm-hmm. been sizable but i've had a new experience okay. now that they're bigger and um i discovered under titty stank oh you have to see this is what you do this is what i do that mm-hmm. generally happens to me with when you don't wear a bra because the bra usually catches right. all of the sweats That's me. Okay. so now that we're not wearing bras i would suggest you getting jasmine powder because we don't mm-hmm. use the baby mm-hmm. powder because they was no. giving us cancer but I have jasmine powder that I got from, what's that store? It's near you. It's near your house. Luscious. Um, yes. They have a jasmine uh-huh. powder that's good for sweat. Mm-hmm. So just put a little under the boob and it'll absorb that for you and then you won't get the titty stink. But titty stink happens when you're not wearing a bra. I like that. Now I have a reason to go in there. Okay. <laughs> I have a reason to go in there. I was like, is this titty stink? Yeah. I knew it existed. Yeah. I knew it existed, but my titties didn't really, they're not really, that area wasn't as enclosed because my titties yeah. always kind of, they were big, mm-hmm. but they, you know, sat up in a certain way. And you have to moisturize more because the skin could do things. Uh-huh. So make sure uh-huh. you're moisturizing that more. Right. And moisturizing it, keeping it dry, wiping under yep. there. Wiping under Probably. there. Mm-hmm. I'm saying moisturize it because when you're wiping, you're going to like, you might eventually right like, dry it up right yes mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, that jasmine mm-hmm. powder especially for when you're going out if you're going out and not wearing a bra the jasmine powder helps because you don't have a bra on to catch the titty sweat so you will have titty juice on your shirt right so these are the big titty yes. things that i have done i'll pass these on to you to all of yeah. our bigger thank titty you. people listening to the show those are mm-hmm. the things that i've mm-hmm. used because I've yeah. been in this titty world for, for a good minute. Yeah. I definitely I definitely hit a um you know, it's a new phase. It's a new phase of adulthood. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It crept up on me too. I remember, I talked about yeah. it. And my older sister was like, hey. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, it was exciting. I might share with my sister. I might share with my sister. She might we may be able to now bond to do that. <laughs> but I was like, yo, is this under titty stink? I just like you know, a whole year passed in 30 days and now I have under titty stink? Wow, I'm not mad at it, but it's new. It's new for me. It's a new development. It is a new development. It's yeah. a new development, yo. So thank you for welcoming me to the community. Yes. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's all I got. I appreciate you and helping me through this journey. No problem. No problem at all. And uh, it's, it's, you know, it's exciting. It's exciting and scary. You know what I'm saying? But I'm ready. <laughs> 
I'm ready for the responsibility oh, that comes along with this. Yeah. It was a long time coming, you know. My titties, they, they've been tittying for a while. They've been tittying for a good, yeah, a good minute. Yeah, it's usually the, the stank. When that mm-hmm. happens, it's because you haven't worn a bra. So it's your body just does yeah. it. Usually, for big titty p- people, and I'm sure y'all probably would agree, your bra would have the stank. Right. Because it would right, collect right. all the sweat and it'd be yeah. like, ooh. Like, so I'm sure, I'm pretty sure smaller breast people never really knew that their bra could stink. Us big titty bitches. I did not. I did not know us that. Us big titty, all of that titty sweat just collecting mm-hmm. in the cup. <laughs> right. I you didn't know? know that. I knew yes. I could have, you know, any place on your body that's like concealed like that, you could have a stink or whatever, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I knew that that was a possibility. So I wasn't like, oh my, what is this? But it was like, oh shit, I got the, I got the titty stink. Okay. <laughs> Um, so it was more like that, but because I have haven't worn a bra in forever, yeah, I haven't considered or experienced the titty stink being absorbed into a bra. bra. And because yeah. my titties always kind of sat up, and I was just wearing a bra as a formality, and because my nipples will shoot you in the eye, um, <laughs> I yeah, I I just didn't i oh i was i was able to rewear my bras or whatever mm-hmm. sometimes and i remember yeah. somebody being that's like you rewear your bra that's nasty da, da, da. i was like it is probably nasty but also my bra doesn't stink it's Which just I it get. holds my nipples yeah. in place mm-hmm. doesn't stink leave me alone you know yeah i haven't but yeah. that life i know i gotta right put on right, a different right, bra. right. <laughs> yeah yeah yes. No, I, I understand. I understand. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. But I thank you. I thank you for welcoming me. And I'm excited to be a part of this community. You know? Mm. So it's, Just, a, it's, a, it's a good place. Yeah. I have a reason to go into Luscious now. If they're even still open. You know all the businesses right? are closing. They do have so. an online store if that's helpful. Okay. But I like their jasmine powder. Because mm-hmm. right, I'm, I'm not using that. that devil's powder anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Word up. Word up. <sighs> Well, we did a motherfucking show. That's it, right? We did a show. Yep, we sure did. Yeah, yep. cool. Be sure to follow us on all the social medias. We're on Twitter and Instagram at T with QJ. We are on Facebook and Tumblr, T with Queen and J. You can check out our website at T with Queen and J dot com. And as always, you can send your T mail to T with Queen and J at gmail dot com. Queen, where can we follow you on social? That bike sound like I need some help. <laughs> you heard it. I hope they make it. Yeah. <laughs> Your face. You're so concerned. (laughs) (laughs) That did not sound good. Why do I still hear it? It sounds like it's so far away now, but then we can still hear it. It sounds like it sounds like when you used to watch Looney Tunes and the coyote or somebody would be falling all the way down, <laughs> yep. and then land in the We're dust. We're waiting for it to like poof, like crash. Yeah, but you can hear the sound of them falling for forever. Oh gosh! All right, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I am at the Queen Speaks with an underscore. Follow me. It's fun. You can follow me at Janicia F. That's J A N I C I A F on Twitter and Instagram. Anything else? Nope. We we did it. We did it. All right. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia with editorial support from a black girl named Candace. T with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. Um, in terms of cancel culture, I, 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 I think it's misnamed. That's a misnomer. I think we have a consequence culture um, and that consequences are finally encompassing everybody in the society, whereas um, they haven't been uh, 
ever in this country. So um, I, th I think that there, there are good signs that are happening in the culture right now. And I think it has everything to do with a new awareness on people who were simply unaware of the real nature of life in this country for people who have been othered since this nation began.